It's been a long time, okay? And uh, since I've been here in front of you preaching on a Sunday morning, uh, I'm thankful for the people that God has brought here uh, over these last couple of months. Uh, We've heard some great words. God has used uh, the men and the people in the situations last week. uh, Dave Taylor, if you missed last week's presentation, it was just absolutely awesome. Awesome. Second service for those who were, I mean, were here and, and Dave uh, shared his testimony and, and a word. It was probably one of the most, in the 15 years that I've been here, probably one of the most powerful altar calls that we've ever had. I mean, it was just, God was just moving in a major way. So excited about what God is doing. And I mean, I know God's doing something. In fact, the second service, I think we have, we're going to be baptizing 23 people in a second service. Come on, man. Let's give the Lord a hand. God's, God's doing some great things here this morning. And uh, we, we, when people are getting baptized, they're saying yes to Jesus. They're saying, I, I really want to follow him. God has done a work in their hearts. So, hey, we want to invite you to be a part of that. If you want to stick around for the, the second service, I love baptismal services. So we're going to get into that. This morning, I'm going to get this lozenge in my mouth. I forgot my cup of tea, which is usually one of the secrets for the, for the first service. So my voice does not go bad. I didn't get that down, so I'm going to go to my lozenge right now and see if that helps me out. But I want to talk to you about the highway to your high calling. Do you know that you have a high calling on your life? Did you know that? You have a high calling on your life. Speaking of calling or phone calls, how many, I want you to just kind of jog your your memory for just a second. How many have ever received a phone call uh, that maybe was life-changing for you or super exciting. Uh, maybe it was someone from that you hadn't heard from in a long time. I mean, it just brought joy to your heart. Or maybe you were one of the ladies here in this room and you received a phone call and that person that you're sitting next to right now, they called you up and that person on the other end of the phone was asking if you would go out on a date with them. And you were going, oh my gosh, you were jumping up and down. He finally called. And by the way, uh, ladies, I mean, any single people, I mean, if there is a guy that's calling you on the phone, okay, and he is going to ask you out, please be kind, okay? Uh, you have no idea. I mean, for those who are, are, are getting up enough courage to say, you know, would you go out with me? I, I cannot tell you the enormous... Uh, uh, amount of courage that takes. And for, for any woman to just be flipping about that and just say, no, no, I'm not interested, find a way to bring it a little bit softer if you can, okay? But for those who've made that phone call to that girl and, uh, and, and you were wondering, do I have enough game? Do, am I smooth enough? Do I have the words? Do I have the personality to pull that off? And you made that phone call and she said, yes, I mean, it's pumping the fist up in the air. How many guys know what I'm talking about have been through any of those situations? Uh, Or how many here have received a phone call? I mean, you've been working a deal. uh, You've been... uh, uh, you've been all of a sudden it was a contract that came through or you or it was it was a boss that, that called you up and said man we want you to be a part of the team 
Many of you know I love football. And one of the things uh, that happens in the month of April, thank you, George, would you put that right there in the front? Right over here in the front for me. That's part of the illustration here this morning, just in case. Or for someone that doesn't wake up and falls asleep. (laughs) Anyways, uh, there's an event I love to watch. It's the NFL Draft. And the NFL Draft is basically... It's, it's the guys that have gone through college, and, uh, and it's, it, it, it's happened in New York City. Music Hall took place here in Chicago this past year, but in year 2014, uh, they, they televised the first round, okay? And there's 32 picks, one through 32 teams, and if you get chosen, I mean, it's an exciting moment. These guys have worked hard all their life. And literally with that phone call and their contract, I mean, they become millionaires. And it's really an exciting moment. Uh, and some of them are right there. Uh, they're at New York City Music Hall, and some are at home. And they receive the call. I want you to see this to catch this concerning your calling here in just a moment. Justin Pugh, by the way, is his name. I'm doing well. How you doing? Oh my God. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's done with. It's fine. I'm excited to become a giant, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, my God, Coach. That's a fine deal with me. That's good to go. We'll talk about Syracuse. <laughs> we can talk about Syracuse and the Giants. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Thank you, Coach. I can't wait. Yes, sir. With a new DirecTV genie, call 1-800-DIRECTV. Lunch will never be the same. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can get one of these three. Yes, sir. Thank you. Turn up the TV. Turn up the TV. Where's the mom? Okay. He's got it. How you doing? Quiet. Hold on. Thank you so much. I can't wait to be a giant. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to get out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, I won't. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't wait. All right, thank you. It's CBR on the TV. All right, bye. Come on, yeah, you got to get excited about that. <laughs> Amen. Three most exciting days of your life. The day you were born, the day that you were born again. Amen. Come on. When you got saved, the day you were born, we celebrate your birthday every year. We celebrate the times that when we, when we became born again in the Spirit. And third, we discover the purpose that God has in our life. 
the reason why we were born again, your purpose in life. And what I want to share with you here this morning is how you can discover God's purpose for your life. But understand this, even though you may be saved, even though you may be born again, filled with God's purpose, okay, and God's spirit, the enemy of your soul does not want you to discover the reason why you were born again and the purpose and destiny that God has in your life, okay? He wants to put detours and distractions in your way so you won't know it or do it. Now, I want to take you to, to the key verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. They're in your notes, okay? I want you to see this. I want you to hear this, this word. This is to the people it's written to who are born again. It says, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Say that with me, called by God. You and I have been called by God. You thought that was only for ministers and pastors that get a calling. No, all of us here in this room have a calling on our life. You and I have been given a life, an abundant life, eternal life by God. And the question is, what do we do with this life that God has given to us? And the second question I want to ask here this morning, are you and I living in a way worthy to show that we have been called by God? Are we living for, first of all, are we living for our purposes or are we living for God's purposes in, in, in his life through us? Jesus lived his life, we know this, not for himself, but for God's purposes. John chapter 17. If you have a Bible here this morning, I want to take you through this, this chapter here this morning. Verses 1 through 6. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation here this morning. Jesus did not live his life for his own purposes. He lived his life for the purposes of God. Jesus is, is in the upper room. And then he, we know he's praying. And this prayer that's recorded just before his death, he says, after saying all these things, he's been meeting with his disciples, Jesus looked up to heaven and he said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that he can give glory back to you. He's saying there, right there in that verse, he says, God, do a work inside of me that shows that you're alive inside of me. He says, show me, Lord, your glory. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. Check this out. This is the way to heaven. Okay, it's not a religion. It's not rules. It's about relationship. This is the way towards heaven. It's to know him, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought you glory. I want you to underline this verse. I brought you glory to you on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, I want to focus here on verse 4, where Jesus says, he says, I completed the work you gave me to do. Could you say this uh, to every person here, uh, whether young, middle age, or older? Could you say, you know what? If, if I was to pass away this week or even today, I know that I have done the work that God has called me to do. 
Could you say that here today? I know I've completed the task that God has given me to do. Life, I believe, has real meaning when, when we can say, you know what, we're on our deathbed, or, or you said, man, I, I, I know that God spoke this to my heart, and I did it with all my heart unto God. Uh, could you say this? But you say, well, this is Jesus. We're, we're, this is not about us. Paul said the same thing. He said in 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He, he's talking right there about the calling on his life. He says, I, I've, I finished it. Now, because of that, there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord Jesus, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. How does that happen? He says, I completed the task. I finished the work that God had given to me in my life. So I want to ask you this question. Is verse 4 a focus in your life? Man, I... I really want to do what God has called me to do. In fact, I'm doing it. If not, I would say this. You're not living a life that's worthy of the calling that God has on your life. Now, here's what I want to say. I'm not saying that you're a bad person. I'm not saying that you're doing evil or anything like that. I'm not saying that you're not even doing good things. Okay? Uh, and I know that you, it's in your heart you want to do good. But God has a specific calling on your life. And if you're not doing that calling, we don't honor the name of God. We've missed his purpose. We've missed our creator purpose for our being here on earth. The way that you and I glorify God is by finishing what he's called you and I to do. Not completing that work is dishonoring to God. The question you want to ask, and you're probably asking, you say, Pastor Mike, what does that call look like? I want you to see here in verse 6, I'm going to read it to you from two other translations from the New American Standard. Jesus said this, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. He says, I've manifested your name to these men. He's talking specifically to these 12 disciples that he had been training. Uh, verse 6 from the New Century Version says this, I showed what you are like to those who you gave me from the world. God wants to use part of our purpose here in life. Okay, this is part of our destiny, part of our job description. What God is calling all of us here to do is to give a job description, not job description, but a description of who God is to people here on earth. God saved you. This is so important. God saved you, not just so that you could have a personal relationship with him. Okay, absolutely. I mean, that was one of the reasons why Jesus went to the cross, so that you can be connected in relationship to the Lord. Not only did he save you so you can have a relationship with the Lord, he saved you also so you don't have to go to hell. You can go to heaven. But, but the other reason why he's kept you here on earth is he has a destiny. He has a purpose. He has a calling on your life. And he wants you to make his character known, his name known throughout this world. Your life, write this down, your life and his purpose, your life, his purpose, God wants to connect those things together. They got to be linked together. And I want to say to those who are going to be getting baptized in the, in, in the second service, okay, if there's ever a time that God, when you're saying, when I got baptized, I'm connecting my life to God's life and his purpose. Listen, my brothers and sisters, Satan wants to distract you with shiny objects. 
okay, to get your eye off of, of the calling that God has in your life. Satan wants to pickpocket your calling, okay? He wants to distract you from the purpose that God has in your life, your mission. And Jesus, we're here, see here in John chapter 17, he's praying. It's the high priestly prayer. And he's praying this before God, and he's pouring out his heart to the Lord. And I want you to catch this. This is so important because this applies to prayer. God always answers prayers that are connected to his purpose. God always answers prayer that are connected to his purpose. In John chapter 11, verse 41, Jesus, he's talking to the Lord. He says, Lord, thank you, Lord, for hearing me. You always hear him. You always hear me, which implies, he says, God, you answer my prayers. I talk to you about things, and Lord, you're answering my prayers. Why was that? Jesus was praying kingdom prayers. He was always praying what was on the heart of God. And for Jesus, prayer was always a great investment. Jesus never saw praying as a waste of time. He saw it was time that he could spend with his father, but also he knew it was a great investment. Why? Because he was getting a yes. But you say, well, that's Jesus. I mean, he's the perfect one. But I want you to look here in 1 John chapter 5. You have there in your notes 1 John chapter 4. I gave the wrong reference here. 1 John chapter 5, this is connected to prayer. How many would like to see more of their prayers answered? Come on, okay. Check this out. 1 John chapter 5, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, which means it implies that God will answer. And if we know that, that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Amen? Now, here's what happens. There's a lot of times people pray, and when they pray, uh, there's not a lot of confidence that God's going to answer the prayer. Why? Because they say, well, my prayers really don't get answered. And because my prayers don't, don't get really answered, what's the point? What's the use of praying? That's one of the reasons why people don't pray very much. They say, well, God really doesn't answer my prayers. And I would say this, the reason why many times that God does not answer our prayers is because our prayers are all about me, all about us. Nothing about God and his kingdom or his purposes. We're saying, God, would you just bless me? And we don't pray with confidence because God doesn't answer our prayers. But look at what James chapter 4 verse 3 says. When you do pray, your prayers are not answered. Why? Because you pray just for selfish reasons. So many times the focus of our prayers are about ourselves, rather than about other people coming to know the Lord and, and God touching other people's lives. You're here. God has you and I to accomplish the work that he sent for, you, for, for our lives. And he wants to go ahead and he wants to bless us with his Holy Spirit. But if your prayers are only about you, then you're not praying according to his will and right motives. You are not here just for you. If you are here on earth just to have a good time, just for vacations, just for, you know, just for my family, this is all I'm at. Okay, I, I, I want to challenge you to, to, to switch your thinking. I, I mean, if, if, if this sermon would be successful today, if we can make this the switch to say, God, I've made so much of my life about me, my prayer life about me, rather than, Lord, what do you want to, Lord, do in my life? God, help me to begin to think, Lord, about your purposes. 
This purpose, and write this down, the purpose always involves others. The mission always involves others. My job as a pastor and the pastor's job here at this church is to help you find God's purpose in your life, your divine destiny. But here's the key. Remember the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hell be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Every time we pray that prayer, that's a prayer of surrender. God, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, Lord, I'm game. I'm totally open with that. But many times people, when it comes to, you know, God's will and God's plan for their life, they say, well, uh, I want to just kind of peek and see what it is. And if I like it, then I'll do it. No, God's not looking at, uh, uh, he, he's looking at your heart here this morning that you're really willing to pray, God, whatever you want to do in my life, Lord, whatever it is, in the church, in my job vocation, whatever it is, Lord, if you even want me to remain single, Lord, so I can serve you best, Lord, I'm totally open to that. God wants to see that kind of heart. God has a personal agenda for us. The question is, how do I know his purpose? I don't want to waste time any longer. I want my prayers answered. I want my life to count, okay? Here's, how do, how do I find it? I mean, I, I, I'm really interested in finding God's purpose in my life. How do you do that? I, I, here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to go to the intersection of your life. I want to show you a picture here uh, uh, of an intersection. And I want to just take a few moments right here. As you see roads that are converging together right there in the center Basically, when you look at the roads of your life, okay, you're going to find the purpose, okay, and and what God has called you to do, what God has specifically, and what God has for you is not necessarily for me. God wants you to go ahead and look at that. We're going to go ahead and take a a few moments, and we're going to look at these highways so that you can find out what God has called you to. And, And by the way, and I want to just kind of give a major plug right now again for growth track. Okay, I'm going to share a few secrets here this morning to help you to find that. But I am absolutely convinced uh, over these next four weeks when you invest over these next four classes that we do, we spend, uh, our, we, we got great teachers that are going to be teaching on that. I mean, it is good. We want you to invest in it. I, I, I promise you that's going to help you. But I want you to look at this. Three of them I'm going to spend just a few moments. Number one, here it is. Highway number one is your experiences. God wants to use the experiences of your life to find out your destiny, the calling that he has in your life. This means in your life, your experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. God will use the good, the bad, and ugly for you to help you to discover what he wants to do in your life. Some of you are here in this room. You've been through abuse. Some of you have been abandoned. Some of you went through some horrible abuse, physical, emotional, even sexual abuse, okay? And it was bad, and, and some of you are wondering, God, why, uh, why did this happen here in my life? And, 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 it, and it's a legitimate question. There's, there's a lot of people that really kind of throws them off and wondering, is God really a good God? Is God a loving God? Why did God allow this to happen. Here, I, and I want to encourage you, for those who are in that stage right now of your life, you're wondering, why did God allow me to go through this? Go read in the book of Genesis the story of Joseph. 
This was a guy that was abused, that was abandoned, spent time in prison, was ultimately rejected, and he rose to fame. And ultimately, towards the end of his life, he made this statement to his brothers who really hated him. He says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And he's saying, he never was wondering, God, why did you let it happen? He just said, you know what, God, I see you working in my life for those who are here this morning and still hurting from your past. Here's what I encourage you to do. Bring your hurts and your wounds to the Lord. God heals. God thoroughly heals. Yes, there will be scars, but he totally hears. I can't tell you, I, I look here in the midst of many people who I know have been through some rough stuff in their life. But God has healed them. God has healed their hearts, healed their memories. Okay, the memory is still there, but the pain and stain of that memory is gone. And not only has God healed their hearts, but God has used those circumstances to touch other people. God wants to use that pain that you went through, those experiences that you went through to reach other people. I am absolutely convinced about it. God says, I will not waste that pain and that situation that you want. What the enemy meant for harm to go ahead and try to destroy you, God says, right back in the devil's face. I'm going to go ahead and you, not only am I going to heal you, but I'm going to use you to go ahead and reach someone else that's gone through the same thing, and you're going to be my voice to them. God uses the, the bad things in our life. God uses the good things in our life, and these are for reaching people. Remember, the purposes of God are always connected to people, reaching his people and the people that don't know him. Uh, many of you know that uh, 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 years ago I used to be involved in a sport called arm wrestling. And, uh, and uh, yes, it is a sport. And uh, most of us here in this room have arm wrestled someone in life, okay? And uh, it's a professional sport. People have made money. My brother was a world champion. Uh, I, I had done really well in it. I took third in the nation at one time. I almost came close. We were this close, my brother and I, meeting in the finals. I got beat. And uh, anyways, that's a long story. But I, I can't tell you. The sport of arm wrestling, uh, through the years, God has used that experience, okay, to go ahead and bring many people to him. Thousands, in fact. Uh, uh, when I've been uh, involved in outreaches uh, in, into cities and parks or whatever, uh, I can't, I, 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 I'm, I'm positive at least a couple thousand people have come to know the Lord through this. Here's how it happened. We'd have these outreaches and uh, groups would be singing. There would be preaching and stuff like that. People would be in the parks and then we would do a challenge. We would go through the park. They said, there's going to be a guy that anybody can arm wrestle this guy and stay with him for one second will be the winner. Well, guess what happens? The guys in the park go, oh, yeah, I want some of that action. So, I mean, so, here, so up on the stage, okay, there'd be 30, 40 guys lining up. And so I was there on the stage, had an arm wrestling table out there, and say, anybody, here's, here's the deal. Anybody that can stay with me for one second, you will be declared the winner. But if you lose, you got to listen when I'm done, okay, when we're done with it. So you get guys that are... I, I mean, they're fired up. And, I mean, some big boys, a lot bigger than I was. And, uh, I mean, ready, and the referee holding hands, ready, go, and just an explosion. I mean, down they go, you know. Next, down they go, you know. And, you know, after about 15 matches, 
I'm getting tired. And I say, okay, Lord, you got to give me the strength. And I'm going to tell you, only twice in the years that I've done it, the, the guys ever beat, I mean, not beat me, but stay with me for a couple seconds, whatever. But I can't, and here all of a sudden, I'm done and get a chance. And they're sitting in chairs or they're standing. They got families, they got friends, and be able to preach the gospel. I can't tell you how many men and people got saved through a silly sport, okay, through an exhibition of arm wrestling, but God uses it. I mean, God says, I'm not going to waste anything. God can do those kinds of things. God wants to use your experiences to help you find your purpose and then to reach people. Highway number two is your passion in life. It's what's inside of you. It's the fire. It's the things that you're really fired up about, things that you're really interested in, okay? And uh, there's things that, I mean, uh, you love, you enjoy, and, 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 and things that maybe really bother you, and, and, and you pray about it, and God wants to use these things, okay? And, and, and it's really deep in your heart. It's something that you love doing, and when you know it, you, there's just something inside you says, I was made for this. I feel this. I want to do this. You don't have to be paid for this. Uh, you don't have to be asked to do it. It's a drive that's inside of you. Okay? I would say this to people who are, are looking for a career. And, uh, and I've seen so many people you know, do a major business, a business career. I mean, here's what's in their heart. They want to make a lot of money. Okay, but they're going towards something they don't necessarily have a passion for. Find your passion. Connect to your passion and say, God, could you use this not only to make a living, but God, would you use this passion that's in my life, Lord, to reach other people? You want fire. For, and when you have fire for it, you can tolerate stuff. Highway number three, this is your giftedness. This is where God has equipped you to do. You not only want to do it, but you can do it. You have an ability. This is something that you're really good at. Now, if you are a person that really likes to sing, and you want to be up here on the stage, and, and, and people have told you, you know, man, you should be on the worship team. You should be on. But, but when it really comes down to the reality, when you sing, people are running out of the room. You do not have what it takes. Okay, we've had people here through the rooms that have met with some of our worship leaders, okay, and, and, and we've done a rehearsal and, and a tryout, and, and we kind of really just want to set the stage. Listen, we love you. We appreciate you uh, we, that you want to even attempt to go ahead and do this. This is a little bit, you know, take some courage to go ahead and do this, but we, we, we kind of qualify. If you don't have it, okay, Please don't take this personally. You can't be, I mean, you have to be able to play an instrument. You have to be able to sing better than Pastor Mike, okay? So anyways, you got to be good. Question is, God, where do you want me to express this? What's the vehicle? What's the venue? God wants to use your passion, your gifts, your experiences Here's where it starts. He wants you to use those in the church, in your community. He wants you to use it into this world. That's one of the reasons why we are doing growth track. I want to say this. I want, I want to give a shout out again to, uh, to the ministry that we're starting this Bible club. Uh, there are people, I mean, you, you want to see people saved. You want it. 
and you want God to work through you, I encourage you to sign up. Get involved. What a great opportunity. It's going to be mid-afternoons once a week. Make that investment. God's going to use your life. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us examine our ways. I ask you this question. I'm going to go back to this question. Verse 4, John chapter 17. Lord, I've completed the work that you gave me to do. Some of you can't answer that question. God, what's, what's the work in my life? Does he want you to be a good dad? Absolutely. Good mom, good son and daughter? Absolutely. But God has a lot more than that. Most of us here in this room are on the decline age-wise. If you're 50 years old, can I just tell you, you're, you're not middle age here today. If you're 50 years old, you're not middle age, okay? If you're, if you're 40 years old, listen to this, you're not middle age. The average age of a lady uh, lives to about 78 years old. Men, we make it to about 74 years old, okay? So if you're 40, okay, you're past the halfway point in your life. And I want to so challenge not only the people that, are, that, that thought they were middle-aged, but all of us here in this room to begin to think, God, what's the purpose, Lord, that you have in my life? God, what do you want to do through my life? I heard this phrase, and it said this, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I so want you to discover God's purpose and destiny in your life. God has a calling on your life. And uh, you're wondering about this bat. Here we go. I want to kind of end it here with this story. Back when I was in high school, I was playing uh, high school baseball. I was in a Babe Ruth team. And it was during the summer. Uh, I had been, God had gifted me in the area of sports and uh, was a pretty good baseball player. But that year, I mean, I was having a phenomenal year. I was batting, I had a batting average of 380. For those who know baseball, if you're batting 380, I mean, you are doing really well. I mean, everything that was just coming down there, I mean, the ball looked like a beach ball coming down. I was just saying, boom. But I wasn't known as a home run hitter. But I got a lot of singles and doubles. It was fast, getting to the bases. And, uh, and I was ultimately picked to be on the all-star team, to be on the all-star team, the team that you were on, they would pick one or two guys while I was chosen by the coaches to be on the all-star team. And so we were playing uh, in this all-star uh, team, another team, and, uh, and it, we, we were behind by two runs. It was a seven-inning game, and uh, there was a guy that was on first base, okay, with one out in the seventh, bottom of the seventh inning. I mean, I, was, see, I, I, I think I only had one home run in my whole life. And they had a pitcher up there. This guy was a flamethrower, super fastball. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm excited about this moment. And, and you know, there's, there's one out. We're behind one run. And, and here comes the ball, fastball. And it would just right there hit this, they call it on the bat, it's called the sweet spot. And I launched a home run. I mean, it was a missile shot over the center field fence. We won the game. I mean, it was probably one of the greatest highlight and experiences in my sporting career of my life. I mean, you, that moment you saw jumping up and down, that was what was happening there at, at home plate. Can I just tell you, when I hit that home run, the feel 
they call it, as I say, this, it, it, it was awesome. Not only just hitting it, but the feeling of that, of hitting the sweet spot and, and watch that go over. I mean, it was a missile shot and, and the excitement. And here's what I want to just kind of just end here today. I want you to discover the sweet spot of your life. It's when you're serving, you're connecting, you're, you, you, you found it, you discovered it, and you're doing as you heard uh, the wonderful testimony here this morning on, on the screen of uh, someone finding their sweet spot and God beginning to use them in your life. And so we want to see you do that. God wants you to do that. And I want to just read you this last scripture, John chapter 17, verse 3. How do I know God's purpose for my life? Let me go back to this one more time. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. It really comes back to, now there's the highway of our experiences, the highway of our passions, the highway not of our passions, our experiences, as well as our abilities, but the most important highway of all is our relationship with him. It's knowing him, being connected to him is where we find our purpose and our destiny. And today, I ask you this question, do you truly know him? That's our prayer today. Would you close your eyes with me for just a moment? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Lord, I pray today, God, that every person here in this room would, Lord, be on a journey, God, to not just uh, pray, but God, on a journey, Lord, a drive, Lord, to know you and experience you. And if you're here in this room and you say, Pastor Mike, I'm just kind of going through the motions. Uh, I, I, I'm just kind of going through, you know, the religious things. But I, I really don't have this passion that's driving me to know God here today. And I'm just kind of, I've been religious. I'm a pretty good person. But in terms of my heart for Him, it's not, it's not there. And I really want to, I want to I, I be on that highway of knowing God. If that's you here today, would you just raise your hand for just a moment and say, that's me, I really want to know God. I've just been kind of going through the motions, but I really want to know the Lord. Is there anyone that's here today and say, Pastor, okay, thank you so much. Anybody else? And say, you know what, thank you. Thank you. I really want to know the Lord. I, I want to make sure I'm on that highway. I'm not going down the wrong highway. Go ahead. You can go ahead and put your hand down. Thank you, Lord. Here this morning, I want to ask you this question. Have you looked at the intersection of your life? and Have you discovered your purpose? Have you discovered what God has called you to do? Have you brought those things before the Lord and said, God, I really want you to use my life, God, to serve my church that you have me in. God, I want you to use my life, my experiences, the gifts and the talents, Lord, to touch the people here in Citrus County. God, I want to be able to be used by you, God, even to touch this world. And if that hasn't been on your lips and, and you don't know your, your purpose, your destiny here this morning, please don't, don't, no guilt here. Just raise your hand and say, not only do I want to discover it, 
But, but I want to surrender to that. I want to go through that process. And I want to know God. Not only just know Him, but I want to know His purpose for my life. And I want to walk in that purpose. Just raise your hand right now. That's you. I think there's numbers of people who say, I really don't know what God, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm a good mom. I, I feel like I'm in the right career. But as far as what God has for me, I'm not sure yet. But I want to get on that road yet. Come on, let's just lift our hands to the Lord for those who are there. And for those who know that calling in your life. I hope you haven't, I hope you haven't buried it in the ground. I hope you haven't put it on the back burner. I hope that you bring it before the Lord here today and say, you know what, Lord? God, I want to join Paul. I want to join Jesus. Lord, I, I want to be busy at the work, Lord, that you've called me to do. I want to complete the task. Lord, I want to be in the sweet spot of my life. Father, in Jesus' name, for those who just raise their hands and say, I want to know you. God, I pray, Lord, that my brothers and sisters, Lord, who are making that decision, Lord, to follow you, Lord, and, and to know you, God, I, I pray, God, as they pursue you, Lord, that, God, that they will have great revelation, Lord, of you, great encounters. God, may they experience your love, your holiness, your goodness, your purpose for their life. And God, for, for those, Lord, who've raised their hands, God, God, may they know, God, not only have they been called, but God, would you show them, God, would you give specifics? God, show them how they can serve, Lord. God, in their church, show them how, God, they can serve, Lord. God, in the community, show them, Lord, how, God, they can use, be used, Lord, by you, even to reach the world. God, I ask this in your wonderful name. Would you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. And I pray now, Lord, today, Lord, that God, we will, we will, Lord, be diligent. God, about the people that you send our way, Lord, this week. Lord, I'm believing, God, that you want to use us to be your voice. God, would you help us to do that? God, we want to be connected to your purpose. And God, would you just anoint us to do this? Thank you, Lord, for this calling that you have on our life. God, I pray your blessing upon each person here at Calvary. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week.